You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The Boss Hog of Liberty podcast is the latest hit on the We Are Libertarians network. Each week, Jeremiah Morrill and Dakota Davis explore life in Henry County, Indiana. It's a show about our circle of friends, public officials, and our experiences. 80% observation, life, humor, and 20% politics. Boss Hog of Liberty is the day-to-day happenings of Henry County, Indiana, which is just like your community. Add us on iTunes and sample us today. Dear Leader would want you to. Hey there, Liberty lovers. This is Mark Clare of the Lions of Liberty podcast, where we strive to bring you great conversations about the ideas of liberty three days a week, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Check us out at lionsofliberty.com. Hey guys, this is Roger Paxton, and if you're fed up with the government running every single aspect of your life, but you're not listening to the Lava Flow podcast yet, then what's wrong with you? Check us out at thelavaflow.com, or just go back to sucking up to the government. The Lava Flow podcast, striking the root every single episode. Hey, Liberty Rockers, this is Johnny Rocket from the Johnny Rocket Launchpad. Each week, I strive to bring you the best guests in talk radio. The Johnny Rocket Launchpad delivers weekly interviews of noteworthy politicians, economists, and activists. The Johnny Rocket Launchpad is bringing the party to the Libertarian Party and launching ideas in your direction. Check it out at johnnyrocketlaunchpad.com or find us on iTunes. Each show is action-packed, explicit, and a lot of fun. So join me at johnnyrocketlaunchpad.com every week for the newest episode. Keep liberty alive and rock and roll. Welcome to We Are Libertarians. My name is Chris Spangle, and I am live at Porkfest. I normally have a whole phony baloney uh, intro, but uh, I'm not going to do that this time. Just check out wearelibertarians.com, and you can find out everything. Uh, I'm live here at Porkfest uh, with my two very hungover <laughs> uh, friends and uh, podcast. Hungover isn't the word there, Chris. Uh, I'm fucking destroyed right now. You walked in, Johnny Adams, from the... Uh, it's not the Johnny Rocket Launchpad anymore. What is it now? It's Blast it's, Off. It's Blast Off. All right, me. I'll say it for you, because I'll, I'll help you. Yeah, thanks. And also, Mark Clare from Lions of Liberty. Mark, how are you? Roar. Yeah. <laughs> He's wearing his shades. Johnny walked in like a... I think we'll be wearing these shades all day. Didn't Johnny walk in like a 75-year-old truck driver, hunched over... I thought Johnny was literally a zombie when he walked in. He literally looked like it. Your, your cohort... Howie Snowden from Lions of Liberty. <laughs> Our audience of, well, two. Hey, how's it going, buddy? Thanks. All right, audience of one. Um. <laughs> we're an army of one. <laughs> this, uh, we're going to have to speak to Roger about this board. This board is... Uh, is uh, garbage? Fuzzy, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's a little garbagey. Um, yep. yep, you use it. It's a trash can. Yeah. Right, yeah. Trash can. Yamaha Whoa. usually makes a good product, not this particular shortage. Uh, so, we are live in the... propaganda up here. <laughs> I know. Well, Everyone's pushing this crypto stuff. I've never heard of it. Do you have any thoughts on it? Uh, I'm just kidding. I've heard of it. I've heard of cryptocurrency, <laughs> mostly here. I own like 10 of them. It's, it, it, the ADD is already out of control. We're, let me get through the intro, boys. No. All right. The joke is you never get through the intro. That's, I thought that was the running gag. Uh, it, my ADD, I thought, was bad until I met these two. 
uh, like, and Roger, I think, is just as bad. Like, last night, it's four conversations going on between four people at any given time. It was very, very, uh, let's say, re... Uh, so we are in the beautiful mountains of New Hampshire, uh, near Lancaster, New Hampshire, at Rogers Campground, not Roger Paxton's, but that's the name of it, for Porkfest, which is, this is the 15th year of Porkfest. It is an annual gathering of libertarians and anarcho-capitalists and uh, probably some uh, syndicalists running around here, too. Uh, yes, and there's, don't forget the uh, the... The Jesus haters here too. Oh, yeah, I saw that. But they really? also had like, yeah, yeah there was like uh, some. Like ant- yeah, they had like a problem or something. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. There was Apparently, a fight. Word on the street. You've been here all week, haven't you, Johnny? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, actually, I'm having a great time, but that's the problem. I'm having too much of a good time, and it's starting to catch up to me now. So yeah. here I am, fucked up. <laughs> I am seriously fucked up. How, how old are you, Johnny? I am 40, and I feel like I'm 75. All right, okay. Right I, I knew you were probably around my age, but uh, maybe slightly uh, an uptick older. Yeah. And here comes Roger Paxton, everybody. Oh, my God. Welcome. No, no applause it's whatsoever. Liberty on. Wow. We got, we got a fuzzy board here, Roger. You got a fuzzy board. Is this your board? That's no way to talk about Roger's. Roger, Roger Paxton just walked in. We're doing the uh, li- the League of Liberty here soon. Uh, r- r- do you want to hop on over there? Maybe share with with Mark. Mark? Yeah, on, yeah, that'd be great. Come um, meet this mic with me. Yeah, let me see if I can uh, do this little piece of magic here. Uh, let's pause for a, a brief second. We just had to set up the mics. That's that's what's going on. It's pandemonium here. Uh, we it is approximately ten thirty on a Friday morning, and uh, I feel great. Uh, and I remember everything that happened last night. And I have been re- re- recounting it for everyone who doesn't. Uh, Mark, how much of last night do you rem- remember? I recall everything. Okay, I'm a good drunk usually. You you didn't seem like you were that drunk. No, I was all right. Johnny, I just, I just did it for a long time over about fourteen hours. Right. <laughs> And now I feel like Johnny looks. You, got <laughs> <laughs> you need to drink water. Well, I'm drinking a Bloody Mary, and then I and I've had a Gatorade already. Okay, so, all right. Yeah. Um, let's just say I've done this before. Okay, all right. <laughs> I've got a system down. I'm just worried about your hydration. Yeah, I, you as, should be. You as should my be. listeners know, you know, I'm aggressively hydrated. I've already had a half a gallon of water this morning. I'm still sweating, but that's just normal for me. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm I run hot, uh, so. As I, you know, as I walk through this place, I don't want to be sweaty as I hug the hundreds and hundreds of women that are here. Thousands. That are flocking. By my count. So Mark Claire runs Lions of Liberty. Can you tell us what Lions of Liberty is for those of you, for those who don't know, who don't listen? Well, Chris, Lions of Liberty is the only libertarian variety show out there. Okay. I don't know if that's true, but we like to say it. Uh, now, we have three distinct shows every week. Uh, I host a sh- show every Monday where I interview amazing leaders in the libertarian movement or other people. I also host some debates, host roundtables, and then uh, every Wednesday, my man Brian McWilliams, who will be here in a little bit later, he hosts a show called Electric Liberty Land where he goes through news, current events, and uh, that sort of thing from more of a, a, a kind of a comedic point of view. Then John Oderman, who also will be here later today. Uh, he's oh. actually here now. He's just, I guess, still in bed. You brought uh, Felony Friday. What's the O oh, about? Well, <laughs> Odermat. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, not a, a fan. Yeah, not a fan. What do you mean? No, I'm just He's kidding. Favorite. I was. I. I, was, I said to Mark last night. I was like, I need to feud with somebody oh, from Lions right. of Liberty, and it can't be Mark wrong. because I'm already feuding with Roger. And so I think Howie's the best feud candidate for you. Howie. Yeah, Howie seems like he can take it. Yeah, he can. Yeah. So anyway, Lions- only Friday is on Fridays. That's right. uh, It's probably our most important show because John interviews people, many people that have been through the criminal justice system. 
and have experienced all of the hardships that go along with that. So I think that is honestly the most important thing we do because he, he really focuses, like you do with the cost, it's a, a kind of a specific focus on actual kind of instances of injustice in our system. So, right. Yeah, we, we tie that all together and uh, we call it Lions of Liberty. There you go. And lionsofliberty.com. Uh, so I, I love Lions of Liberty because he, he and Johnny both interview a lot of interesting people. So, you know, with my show, it's very topical and we're talking current events. And with Lions of Liberty, you get that, but you also get, like, to hear from people who know stuff, who, who are like... Right, because I don't, so right. that's why I need to bring on people who do. <laughs> right. So that is a, a great podcast to check out. Now, enough of the advertisements. This is your first time at Porkfest, isn't it? It is. Yeah. What do you think? I've had fun. Yeah? <laughs> Saw David Friedman milling about earlier. The old poon hound. It's, it's that's a- right. <laughs> uh... <laughs> The, to explain that joke. You know, it's really fun even just meeting you and Johnny and Roger, people I've known for years. It's so weird. And then suddenly all the, the voices we've all heard <laughs> have faces on them that we've also seen. It's just a very odd thing coming together. But It's exactly right. Like, it's a h- hard. Like, when I sat down across from Mark yesterday after years of hearing his voice, but never seeing you, don't, you mysteriously don't post any photos or any video of yourself at all on Facebook or online. I'm not a big selfie guy. Yeah. If you stalked me, there's plenty of pictures on Facebook. I just don't. Uh, no, not, my, my not, current profile picture is He-Man with a wink face, though, so I guess that's a good point. Yeah, and so I, I didn't know what you really look like, and then all of a sudden your voice starts coming out of a face I didn't recognize. It's very yeah, odd. You just started melting. Right. So, uh, yeah, Porkfest has been a lot of fun. The trip up here was just as much fun for me. I drove up from, I landed in Boston and drove up through New Hampshire, had lunch in Concord, New Hampshire, which is maybe the most beautiful town I've ever been in, in my life. It was like Pleasantville. Do you remember that movie? I've not actually seen the film. Okay. I remember its existence, though. Yeah, but like a perfect town. It was just beautiful and great great food. The Hangover Burger at the Britain Tavern or whatever it was. And uh, then it took me like four or five hours to get here. I think I told you guys I was going to be there at four, and I ended up at at, at like eight. But uh, No one's ever been more excited to see anybody than Johnny seeing (laughs) Chris come in with two packs of Marlboro Wides. Johnny, as you can tell, probably he enjoys cigarettes. He and Roger are having a smoke break right now, and uh, he didn't have any cigarettes. He didn't plan ahead. See, like I'm an Afronatic, and so at all times I I am constantly prepared. I I always have my Afrin. Is that good stuff? Oh, it's great. It shrinks your nasal vessel. Oh, yeah. It's great. It's really good stuff. We'll have to talk later. Um, it doesn't get you high. Pop a couple of these into my drink. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to be high. I have, like, I think this New Hampshire is giving me allergies, too. Like, on top of the minor, not minor hangover I have, there's a, there's a nasal situation. I went and on. bought Claritin D at the Rite Aid before I came. So I've got some in my car. What's the D for? Uh, it, it's basically like the, uh, uh, it, it, yes, it stuffs a dick in your nose. And, uh, <laughs> no, it, it basically is pseudofedrin. So I am all over the place. Anyways, back to the drive up. It's, New Hampshire is maybe the most beautiful state I've ever been in. I mean, it's pretty. Yeah, I mean, you're from California. You're from the L.A. area. It's probably pretty uh, cool too. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, we have like coasts and uh, city skylines. Right. This is uh, you know a nice mountainous background. It's like seventy and sunny and picturesque. It's beautiful. I thought about as I'm sitting in Concord yesterday, like I could live here. This is beautiful. But then you like realize. When you see all those ads for snowmobiles, it's probably not going to happen. Right. Not going to move here. Um, but yeah, I uh, grew up in the cold, and one of the reasons I live in Southern California is because I'm I was sick of being cold, and I, I don't really ever want to be cold again. I've been to San Diego, and it's pretty much the most 
per- perfect weather. San Diego's nice. Yeah, like San Diego, L.A. It's just beautiful, perfect weather. So Porkfest is a gathering of anarcho-capitalists, and, and it's probably a few hundred people, uh, and there's a bunch of tents behind I was told us. 1,500 are expected okay. in total, but we, we shall see. Yeah. They and, are not here yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's a bunch of tents. It's a campground, so there's a bunch of tents, and then people have you know pop-up trailers with... Uh, they're selling various things, uh, food. You had some amazing chicken from Will Coley I last had some night. Some awesome chicken from Will Coley. If anybody's here that here, when's this posting? Soon today? Uh, probably Maybe? Sunday, Monday. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well then, next year go to the Cultural Appropriation Grill if Will Coley is here again because it is fantastic. It's it's chicken so good. Chicken shawarma was superb. It's so good that you're going to vote for him, whatever he runs. What well, it for. doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and uh, libertarian dog catcher, check. It's you got my vote. Food, uh, the Libertarian Party, Free Talk Live, which is a, a talk radio show that's syndicated nationally. Which, let's be honest, Free Talk Live and LRN.FM, which I appear on. I don't know if you're on LRN.FM. Yeah, I am. They have their stuff together, man. Like, yeah, look not at like, not like us. They're no, pros. They have a tablecloth <laughs> and a booth and bumper stickers and it, banners. Like, they're they're legitimate. Got the propaganda down. And, and Unlike me, I just came with T-shirts with my podcast on it right. that, I, that I wear. That's it. <laughs> with a, a a piece of radio equipment called a Comrex that's very goes back to their studio. I'm very impressed with with LRN.FM. I wish I wish I could meet any of them, but I don't think they're here. Um, let's not get into they that. Just sent the propaganda, right? So. We are uh, basically the League of Liberty is a podcast that Mark and I do with Johnny Rocket and uh, Roger Paxton, and we uh, get together about once a month and record a little ditty and uh, post that hour-long show up into our Patreon group. So if you're a Patreon member, then you can listen to the League of Liberty podcast. And uh, you know, I've known Mark and Johnny for a couple of years. I've known Roger for almost a decade now. And we've, I haven't seen Roger since 2012, 2011, and uh, never met Mark and Johnny. So we all decided to come here and, and visit beautiful New Hampshire and do an episode of the League of Liberty get together and just hang out. And so we will be recording that right after this episode of We Are Libertarians. And it's really like a great community. It's, it's everything Roger and Harry have said it is. It's a group of people who have similar interests and um, I wouldn't say similar lifestyles. There's a lot of different lifestyles represented here and that's sort of how libertarianism is. You've got a lot of different beliefs, personal approaches, you know, even amongst our group. There's me who, you know, I drink only water. Uh, I am a teetotaler. I abstain from everything. And then there's Johnny Who's on the op- opposite end of that? Who has he been? He's on the opposite end of that. He's made it correct. his mission to get me wasted this weekend. I don't think Johnny drinks water. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna force force it down him. I attempt to drink water while I drink. Right. You I'm, pace I'm, yourself. I'm trying to be in between you guys, but I end up drinking more of the alcohol. Yes. The day, to be honest. Then there's Roger. Roger's so cute. Uh, we were talking about sports last night. He's like, the only sport I like is boxing because it's violence that's uh, voluntary. Roger's the first person to ever call me tall. <laughs> I'm not kidding. He's like, I gotta sit next to you, tall guys. No one's called me tall. I'm like five nine. We're like max. Yeah, like six. Probably feet. more like five eight and a half. Um, and and it's just uh, people camping out and just enjoying the community. And there's some debates and podcasts. We're in the podcast room, which is in the uh, upper room. Uh, it's like it's like your summer camp. That's basically what this place is like. If you went to summer camp and you pitched a tent and people were selling T-shirts and 
you know, hemp pretzels and, uh, and books and all kinds of different things. It's, it's really like a fun, neat place. Uh, I definitely, having been up here, this is something that probably five years ago I said I would never go to Porkfest just because I, had, I was working for the Libertarian Party and, and basically I was treated so poorly by so many anarcho-capitalists. I was like, I just don't want to be around them. But now that I'm here... Everyone's very nice. Everyone is extremely nice and uh, it's nice to set your biases, biases aside and get to know people for, uh, from a realistic human point of view. And I think that, Mark, is really one of the points of uh, a lot of what I talk about, but also libertarianism in general, is that cooperation demands that you are meeting with different people and you start to see their humanity, and so you you cooperate with each other better, uh, and you're not you know ripping children apart at the border uh, because they're others, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Sitting around a campfire is the best way to, to do that. Was that fire not the... That was the most amazing fire I've that ever been That fire was... Uh, what's the word? Volcanic? It was, <laughs> it was extremely <laughs> hot. And then if you stand two feet to one way, it's like suddenly it's 40 degrees again. It's the first... Walk another two feet, you're burning hot again. It's the first <laughs> time I've ever had a hot ass. <laughs> okay. Uh, the rest of the time, it's a little flat. But no, it was like... Yeah, I felt like one of those... Um, uh, rotisseries. I was like the uh, tor- tornado dog at the speedway. As long as you slowly rotate, you're fine. Right. It was it was fantastic. Um, the the it's easy to stereotype a place like Porkfest, and that certainly exists. There was a lot of um, skunks running around last night. Uh, what does that mean? Yeah, Is that maybe code for something. That was code for weed. You've never heard of that? Oh, yeah. I, I, I guess I'm out of the loop. Yeah, no, you're uh, not out of the call, loop. We don't use code in California. Right. It's been legal for like 20 years. We just say <laughs> what it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would recommend uh, come to Porkfest. It is even if for a couple days, just just the trip up to New Hampshire. Like it's been relaxing and and it's an amazingly beautiful country. I heard a rumor that. You're considering trying something this weekend? So Do you want to go into that at all? I, I, I mean, yeah, sure. I, I have been debating. See, I don't drink. I've never... I've had one sip of... We tried. There was a moment last night where four of us tried to get him to drink whiskey. Yeah, including... I defended you. I was like, come on. We are, we're better than this. Including the beautiful Jess it. Mears. And I'm like, listen, it's not, it's not going to work. I, I'm... I have no problem when other people drink. Obviously, I'm friends with uh, Mark. Got a Bloody Mary right here, folks. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just personally uh, don't partake uh, for many different reasons. Your life is probably much better for it. I, I don't feel wonderful right now. I, yeah, I just don't. There's so many reasons. Let's go into the reasons. First, I, I don't see the point of drinking poison to make yourself feel bad the next day. Uh, well, I don't think that's anyone's original goal. Right. <laughs> it's just something that will happen eventually. Right. Possibly. And uh, alcoholism runs in my family, and I have... That's a good reason. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I, I would definitely be an alcoholic. When I get stressed, I sit there, and I'm like, you know what? I need a vodka tonic. And you're like, you've never drank in your life. No, you don't. <laughs> that's a bad impulse. So uh, the so I don't drink, but I don't have the same hang up about weed at all. And I would definitely try weed. And I think, you know, correct me if I'm wrong... You being the expert from Southern California, uh, I've just read a lot of books about it. That's the only reason. <laughs> you you seem like you can control the outcome a little better. You you know it's it's seems like a, a I need to be calmed down basically. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, one thing it can do for you. Yeah, I would be an emotional, over the top drunk. I'd be Burt Kreischer basically, <laughs> the machine. So so we are up here at Porkfest enjoying ourselves. Um, I'm going to talk to Roger, uh, so that's a warning. 
for you, but Roger and Johnny have uh, disappeared. Um, so what I want to do is, I, while I go look for Roger and Johnny, I want to have a conversation with Jess Mears of the National Libertarian Party. Uh, she's up here representing. Jess and I have known each other for a long time, and uh, she works for the National Libertarian Party. And I posed a lot of tough questions, some of which even I wouldn't let her answer <laughs> because I, I didn't want her to get fired. But had a had a great conversation with her and then a Porkfest attendee named Mark about the state of the Libertarian Party. So without further ado, here's me. All right. I am here with Jess Mears, the development manager. I, I, I keep forgetting. My ADD just keeps skipping. It's Jess Mears. You're the development manager of the National Libertarian Party. That's correct. All right. Why are you looking at me like uh, this fool? <laughs> <laughs> Jess and I have known each other for almost a decade. You are originally from Ohio. And so uh, when Ohio and Indiana were part of the cabal states back in the 2010-2012, we, we Don't got Don't forget about Kentucky. Oh, yeah. Kentucky. Oh, Ken Molman. What a devilish character that boy is uh so known each other for a long time and uh you i don't know what you were doing probably insurance or banking or something boring and then you ended up working for the national libertarian party how'd that happen well i actually was working in local government so i was saved by the johnson weld campaign um not many people can say that yeah yeah (laughs) so working for some local government in florida at the localist level and then I was offered a job on the Johnson Weld campaign, and I took it. And after the campaign was over, the party was looking to hire a couple extra staffers, and I was very, very fortunate to receive one of those positions. Awesome. So what, do you, what would you say you do there? I am a jack of all trades. I do social media for the party. I make phone calls to our members. I answer questions. Um, there is never a common commonality in my day working for the lp right which is nice it's it's got to be your dream job actually it is <laughs> and i remember as a college student i think it was in 2008 i donated money to the party for the first time right i got a letter in the mail we send out a lot of letters in the libertarian party and i saw a name at the bottom of it and i was like wow that was so cool for someone to be in charge of the third largest political party in america the one that represents my ideals I was like, I definitely want to work there someday, right. and I've got it. How many people can say that? Yeah, no, and you travel around all the time. I mean, if you're involved in the local Libertarian Party, you probably have met Jess at some point. I mean, how many state conventions have you been to this year? I've been to quite a few. Um, it's been a real pleasure getting to go to the state conventions and seeing how different and unique our state parties are. And they're really made up, and the character is made up of the people that are in it and the people who are willing to put the time and commitment into it. So I have been going to a lot of state conventions, and what I do there is um, ask for feedback. A lot of people have a lot of ideas on the Libertarian Party and suggestions, and I listen. And there's been a few times we've been able to actually implement some ideas that people have shared with me. So we're always listening, always trying to improve the party, and um, and just making sure that our members know that the National Party really does care about their state their state and local parties. What are some of those ideas that uh, you've heard that you can implement? Sure. So Kevin in Wisconsin, he ran in a special election, and he said he didn't really feel a whole lot of support from the National Party. Unfortunately, um, we, we were not aware of his race until after the election was over. Mm. Um, so I, I did follow up on that to find out what happened there. And he said that one of the ways that the National Party could help candidates is by helping them collect signatures for getting on the ballot. Because as a third party, we often have a, um, there's 
uh, hindrances in getting onto the ballot, which include either a filing fee or excessive petitioning signature requirements. So we have taken that suggestion and we've built a whole custom website that shows people who are willing to give some time to the party where they can go to be involved with a ballot access petition drive. July 1st is kicking off in New York. Larry Sharp is running for governor and he's already raised over a quarter of a million dollars. Which is insane. Insane. I, I mean, that's it, like a, that's a, it's a really nice amount of money. It's an amazing amount of money for a libertarian candidate, for sure. Yeah. So that's where he's at right now. And July 1st, that petition drive kicks off. And if there's not enough petitions collected, he's not going to be on the ballot. Right. Um, now, not to worry everybody out here that's now worried, oh, my gosh, Larry Sharp might not make it on the ballot. But there's a lot of time, energy, money, and thought that goes into this. So we really do need support from libertarians to help with our ballot access efforts nationwide. Some states have higher requirements for ballot access. Some are much easier. Right. But the ones that really require it, we're working hard. In Ohio, we've got um, this massive drive going on, and there should hopefully be a, um, a vote total, which will then cement that the, the libertarians will have continued ballot access from this effort on. So we're, we're strategically doing this, um, and I don't want to bore everybody with ballot access because it's not the, the sexiest thing you're going to hear about today. It's a concern for a, a lot of our listeners. I mean, I'm from Indiana, where in the Secretary of State's race, you get 2% and you get automatic ballot access. We've had that since 1994, and it's not a concern. You put your name on the ballot, you get confirmed at convention, and you go along, but... You know, in in some of these states, it's very draconian. I mean, in Ohio, where you're from, the even when you get ballot access, the Republicans in in your home state revoked ballot access for for libertarians. I mean, so ballot access is a genuine concern for for libertarians. Well, you can't keep a good guy down, so yeah. we're going to keep fighting. What happened in Ohio? With uh, the, were you there during all of that? I actually wasn't. I ran for, for office in Ohio in 2010. My filing fee was eighty five dollars. I had to collect twenty five valid signatures, and I was a candidate for state house or state senate. Right. Um, but things have changed, and I I don't know all the details, so I'd hate to misspeak on those. Okay. Uh, there is a little bit of a weird short in this board, so I apologize to the listeners for the uh, wacky little buzzes that you might hear but uh it's not jess's voice she's not a robot uh <laughs> she's a pretty libertarian female I, she may be a robot we're not sure <laughs> um so your your job is to travel around what can you pick a few examples of what you see out in the greater libertarian party in some of these states because i think people have the perception that the 12 people that are constantly fought, fighting online and causing drama that that is the Libertarian Party. So, as someone who is actually visiting these states, what is the Libertarian Party and what does it look like from an organizational standpoint? Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes people pay a little bit too much attention to Facebook. and um, You don't say. I know. <laughs> I know. But when I've been going to these state conventions and then I meet people that they put, um, they probably put in a 40-hour week at their, their job. Right. And then probably a 20-hour week working for the Libertarian Party at the state level. Right. These people give a lot of themselves. They don't have time for Facebook wars. Mm-hmm. They're, they're very busy being activists and growing the party. Um, so I think you see, you don't get to see a lot of the people that are doing a lot of the work and um, 
really trying to keep the momentum going. Those people are really busy. And if you maybe go to a state party um, convention or a county affiliate, you're going to see the people that are really care behind the scenes and a lot less of the drama. Right. So what when you say doing the work of the party, what does that entail? A lot of outreach. Um, be, pe- there's a lot of people who are registered voters. We have over 500,000 registered libertarian voters. Our party membership is about 15,000 people. Right. And those are national party members. Um, But it's reflective as well with the state parties. You have a couple dozen people that are really involved and then thousands of registered voters that need to be contacted Mm -hmm. and asked if they could possibly run for office or help someone run for office or um, come to um, a tabling event and just tell people about liberty. Right. Cool. So, what is the what is the purpose of the National Libertarian Party? What is the actual goal, in your opinion? I know you're just a you're a, a staffer, and so you're not speaking on behalf of the party. Here, I'm asking you your personal opinion because a lot of people quibble whether the party should be about ballot access, should it be about candidate support? There's limited resources, so you can only choose one. I mean. In my mind, what I've seen over the last decade is that the party tries to do it all and doesn't do most of it well because they're splitting those efforts. But um, it seems to be more effective under Nick Sarwark, the office. You know, he's hired people like yourself, Kara Schultz, for candidate recruitment. Um, But what would you say the overarching mission of the Libertarian Party is currently and what do you think it should be? Well, I don't think you can separate ballot access and candidate support. They have to go hand in hand because they're going to be a complete failure without one another. Mm -hmm. So you have to keep both of those things strong. Um, That's why we're aggressively fundraising for ballot access. It's going to cost $35,000, I believe, for New York, for Larry Sharp's, um, and for all of the other candidates in New York as well. But that's going to be $35,000. Right. Um, We have made some investments in, in additional staff this year. Um, Kara Schultz is our our candidate recruitment person. Um, We've had a lot of difficulties with recruiting candidates um, due to so many different reasons. Republicans and Democrats are trying to poach our candidates. There's definitely examples of that happening out there. Um, So she is aggressively working to help candidates get on the ballot and getting them through that process. And then we have another person named Apollo Pazell. And Apollo is very effective at the local level in winning races. And he's working strategically on winnable races. And I don't have a whole lot of details. And I don't think those are going to be public because he is um, trying to keep these campaigns a little under wraps. Right. Yeah, sure. But he, so I'm very excited to see how this kind of, it's a project, it's a, it's a pilot thing, um, how this pans out. And definitely after the election or at some point, I'm sure the Libertarian Party is going to just um, talk so much about whatever, whatever it was that he did. I know he's doing some test messaging, um, some A-B testing, that kind of thing with these candidates. Yeah, and, and for instance, Andy Burns is doing state party support. That's something that is new. That has not been... Uh, Andy was like a freak of nature. He took Minnesota from nowhere and like made it a powerhouse. And then now he works for the national party, helping uh, state parties. And I know even Indiana, one of the stronger state parties, has has relied on a lot of Andy's uh, talents over the last couple of years. Since I, I left as executive director, and you don't have a full time person in the office, you need 
some functions that fall through the cracks otherwise with volunteers, and that's something that the state party has stepped in. So, uh, like I said, I, when I when I say that Nick's our work has improved the office, I, these are some of the examples. Um, I'm not going to ask you about the chair's race. I think it would be probably uh, career suicide and or inappropriate if no I did. Comment. Yeah. Um, so the, but you've been around for about ten years, um, and I know that you're the fundraiser for the party, so you're probably going to have a positive answer. But where do you think the party is now compared to where we were a decade ago? So when you and I were in St. Louis at our national convention, I was. 20 some 20 years old right and looking around at that national convention um there weren't many people my age right there weren't people my gender Mm -hmm. and the liberty movement now has changed so much it's so much more diverse there's so many more young people and it's definitely i think i'm inspired and i i'm not I'm not backing down anytime soon. Right. I think things are for the better. I think we need to shift a lot of our messaging and our, our efforts onto millennials. Right. They're the biggest voter block right now. And they're also voting independent. 44% of millennials are registering no party affiliation. Yeah. Are there things that you'd like to see in general? I mean, there's always, uh, by and large, I found most libertarians are, um, how do I put this? Not the stereotype or not the extreme ends, but are, th- are there things that we say or do that get in the way of your work as just party or non-libertarians, but libertarians in general? Like if, if you, you could wave a magic wand and kind of say, okay, guys, listen, don't do this because it hurts grow the movement, uh, growing the movement. What would those be? I'm the social media um, person for our Instagram account, our Twitter. Um, we get a lot of hate. I mean, the Libertarian Party, people say it's a joke. Uh, if they could only know the amount of work that we do and the limited resources we have, um, I would, that would be my magic wand. Like, this is what it's really like, guys. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just an awareness. Mm-hmm. That is that is an odd thing, and that's something that I try to fight on this show, and something that drives me crazy is just the the groupthink and the bias that people bring towards stuff without ever actually investigating what's going on. Like, why is it cool to say the Libertarian Party is a joke? I don't. I don't know. I, I <laughs> I've always wondered that. It, it is in a lot of ways. Um, this is not the opinion of, of Jess Mears. Uh, this is my opinion. In a lot of ways, being involved in the Libertarian Party sucks because the culture can sometimes not be great. Um, but th- that's purely like a concocted, it's just the way that people treat each other. Like, if you just treated each other a little bit nicer, then it wouldn't be as bad. Like, <laughs> I, I don't get that. I don't get that, st- that strain in Libertarians where they beat up on each other so much. Some of the best people I've ever met in my life are libertarians. They have oh, thank you. become my thank family. You, I mean, nice there's been times where I've needed help in my life. Um, and who was there for me? Libertarians. Right. I was just in a car accident a week ago. I got hit by a bus. You look great, by the way. Thank yes. you. The I tire, have a little bit of whiplash. The tire tracks on your face. They, yeah. they, they, they blend in great with foundation. Thank you so yeah. much. Well, so right, I posted on Facebook, like, 
I just got hit by a bus. Um, and Florida has no fault insurance laws, which I've never been in an accident in Florida. So I kind of was like, somebody help me out. Right. And, um, oh, I just lost his name. Oh my gosh. Uh, uh Roger Corbell, Paxton. Steve Corbell. Okay. He, no. he called me right away. He's like, Hey, I'll help you out. I was in, I was in insurance for 20 years and he called right away. Cool. Um, so just quick to make that story quick. Libertarians are wonderful people. And my experience being involved with the Libertarian Party has had a lot of frustration over the years, but the reward has been so much greater. I've, I, I can, if I, I can't imagine what my life would be like right now without the relationships that I've built, I obviously wouldn't be at pork fest right now mm-hmm. if I wasn't involved with the Libertarian movement in some way. Why are you at Porkfest? <laughs> now, uh, Roger Paxton of Lava Flow and, uh, is the organizer, and it's been great to see Roger, despite our uh, fights on the League of Liberty podcast. Um, but it, it seems that, I, again, I'm stereotyping, I'm doing what I just said I didn't like, but it seems that this crowd probably would go, oh, the Libertarian Party's full of statists, blah, blah, blah. Why come to Porkfest? I am here um, to represent goodwill for the Libertarian Party and educate people on what we're doing. A lot of these people here may not be voters, um, but I want them to know that we're running Libertarian candidates that are running on the ideals that they also believe in and that they could use their help. What has the reception been like? It's been great. Everyone's been really nice and friendly, and um, they're glad we're here. And uh, I have received nothing but love from the pork festians. That's great. Yeah, likewise. Um, before we do your sales pitch, uh, I'm, are you are you okay? If any of you have questions, I'd love for you to, to ask any questions. We do actually have a crowd a very here. Very huge audience We've got here at Pork Fest. 400 people. All right, I exaggerated by 396. Um, do you guys have questions about for Jess at all? Anything? All right. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Right. Why don't you come up? Come up here and talk into the mic. Yeah, let me. Let's actually put you on the air here. Um, what I will have you do is uh, state your name, and I'd love to know where you're from. What's what, you know what city, town, uh, and then yeah, just that that mic down there will work. <laughs> uh, he he's a new dad. Looks like what three months? Three months. He's like, oh, I forgot my son, and he ran it back, <laughs> ran back to his seat. Uh, it, it happens. Uh, so we got to get real close to it because these mics are—that's just how they work. Um, so feel free to ask your question. Uh, my name is Mike. I'm from New Jersey. Um, so my problem—I I was a registered Libertarian Party member for a few years. I don't think I renewed recently, but. Um, my problem just is with, I guess, the Gary Johnson candidate year after year. I, I just don't think he represents the Libertarian Party. I watched the debate this year with uh, John McAfee and 
I can't remember the third guy that was there, but uh, Austin Peterson. Yeah, um, I just I don't think I think you're turning off libertarians. I think I think the Libertarian Party was probably looking to reach over and get libertarian leaning Republicans with Gary Johnson, but I think you're going to lose libertarians by running candidates like so, that. So let's define a couple things. Uh, let's so we understand what framework you're working off of because this is another problem I found with libertarians is that we all have different definitions of even libertarian, right? So what were specific things about Gary Johnson and his philosophy or maybe even his style that you quibbled with, that you found unappealing? I don't know how popular this would be, but I I didn't think his stance, you know, the whole uh, gay couple getting the cake in Colorado. I mean, that was clearly a publicity thing. I fully support all gay rights completely, but I, I absolutely support the private property rights and a, a person shouldn't be forced to bake a cake for someone he doesn't, you know, want to right. in any capacity. And I did that. That was just the exemplified, you know, my problems with Gary Johnson, just his, his like take the, you know, typical statist social justice warrior side, you know, of, of the, that debate. And I think it was again to attract the libertarian leaning Republicans, but right. You know, yeah, part of what he was saying in that is that under common law, if you open a business, then it's in- inherent that you will serve all people. And I think he just completely botched that. That was my big problem with Gary Johnson, is that Gary Johnson couldn't articulate in, a, in a, an effective way exactly what he thought. You know, and if and Austin Peterson was grinning and kind of set him up on that, but I do agree with you. I mean, there, there, Gary always kind of equivocated because he was trying to be appealing to people. And uh, libertarians generally aren't people pleasers. Um, so, Jess, how do you address the concerns of people who were or are members who were concerned by not just the Gary Johnson campaign, but also candidates that they don't feel strongly represent the libertarian viewpoint? Well, I definitely understand your concern. My first vote in a presidential race was for Bob Barr. My second vote was for Gary Johnson. No, no, sir, please don't puke. Stop. (laughs) The audience started puking when you said Bob Barr. And so then I voted for Gary Johnson in 2012. And by the time 2016 came around, I'm recognizing a pattern here. I'm tired of voting for former Republicans. So I actually supported Austin Peterson for president in 2016 because I I wanted to support a libertarian. And I thought Austin was great at messaging. And I thought, oh, my gosh, having a millennial leading our country would be such such a refreshing thing for people to hear. So I supported Austin. And um, and then Gary, of course, got the nomination. I voted for Austin. I think it's very important for libertarians that are principled to be involved with the liberty movement because you get to make decisions on who is going to be our presidential candidate by being a delegate at our national convention. It's about a thousand people that make this decision. The people that go for from the state parties They are generally the leaders, the people who I've been talking about, who put in the extra time making sure these state parties are growing and building. They become the delegates, and then they become the voices of all of the liberty movement on who becomes our presidential candidate. So if anybody has um, concerns about Gary Johnson's performance in 2016, I would just urge you to get involved within the Libertarian Party and become a delegate in 2020. Next week is our national convention. It's going to be July 29th to June 3rd in, in um, New Orleans. July, June 29th to July 3rd. Right. Yes, yes, said that backwards. It's going to be in New Orleans, and this is not a presidential year. 
but we do vote on things like party leadership, our bylaws, our platform. Um, we have a really great platform. If you go to lp.org slash platform, you can read the Libertarian Party's platform. If there's things that you've seen it that you might want to tweak or a little bit change, that, that happens at our national convention with the delegates. Um, so you can still come to our national convention. If you're, if you're interested in coming to new Orleans, you definitely can. There's possibilities that you could be seated with a state delegation that didn't have everybody come. Uh, of course, travel's difficult. Right. So there's sometimes people that fall through. Um, so some States will accept delegates at, at convention. So you can be actually a part of that. So I would just encourage anyone who wants to see something different in 2020 to become involved with the process now because we're going to have choices there's going to be people running for president i mean the party has grown so much we are pretty much a household name now and there will be some fantastic candidates in 2020 i i was so pleased in 2016 to see five people that were on our on our debate stage at our convention and the majority of them i would have had no problem with supporting right so um I would just ask you to get involved and be part of it and help make that decision. So, so, sir, tell me your name again. I, I don't know if you said it. Mike. Mike. All right. And where are you from? Uh, New Jersey. Okay. All right. I'm Chris. I'm from Indianapolis. This is Jess from Florida. Um, so, Mike, I, I would ask you back. Uh, at, at this point, the Libertarian Party presidential candidate is probably the most prominent representative of libertarianism in the nation uh, in any given cycle because – we are we are so in our own bubble and we have like these quibbles and you know we don't we don't recognize that most people barely found out who Gary Johnson was in any way shape or form do does the argument that checking out of that decision making in selecting the most prominent libertarian on the national stage contribute to selecting more candidates that don't necessarily represent your view does that argument work for you does that motivate you to get more involved um i'm not i'm, sh- I'm not 100 percent sure there i mean i will say i still voted for gary johnson i mean i, I between the three choices i mean i, I thought it was obvious it's the lesser clear. of three yeah, evils yeah, right, right yeah, yeah. I, I just i guess would have preferred an Austin Peterson type more, or even right. John McAfee is crazy. Is he? It, it, yeah, I know. And I, I'm sorry, but I just can't get their own McAfee at this point. I saw Gringo and eating your own dick. Like, you think Gary Johnson was embarrassing? Like, wait until our candidate is eating his own dick on national TV. Um, so, the. And to clarify, I believe that was a bet that he made. With the general public, that if Bitcoin does not reach one million dollars in U.S. Yeah. currency value by 2020, he will come through with that. Offer. And he will eat his own dick. So let or me ask. 28. I forget what year it was, but it, he's not eating his own dick. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so I got lost in thought there, and so I guess the question is: Why did Austin Peterson or John McAfee appeal to you? I mean, in general, they just came across as more principled, what I would define as libertarian, and not like a, a leftover from the Republican Party. Right. You know? So is it the – maybe it, let's boil it down to a binary, even though that it's not binary. Experience versus understanding the philosophy. You place a higher value on understanding the philosophy versus experience. 
I would, yeah. Okay. And this is a trend that I've noticed. I, when Bill Weld came and spoke to the Indiana Convention, uh, he gave a great policy speech. And it was so uninspiring. And the crowd, even in Indiana, which is a very pragmatic state, was just underwhelmed. And I think Weld, in particular, much more than Gary Johnson, underwhelms libertarians because he just doesn't seem like he understands the philosophy. And this is a trend that I've noticed in the broader politics is that people want their top ticket, top of the ticket candidates to be more inspiring, to be more um, philosophical, as opposed to policy. Um, and libertarians, I think, have kind of, I wouldn't say devolved into that same sort of tribal drumbeat, but to me, what happens if a John McAfee, who is a very principled person, gets elected, but doesn't understand who to put in his cabinet? Now, this is my problem with Gary Johnson, too. So Gary Johnson didn't have a cabinet prepared he didn't have a policy that he really put out he didn't like what are you going to do on day one as president of the united states that unpreparedness i think is another huge problem that libertarians at every level have so they just don't know what they're going to do if they actually get elected is that a fair criticism jess as you talk to candidates do they have an understanding of what they're going to do in their first uh few actions when they get elected to city council state legislature president Well, that's a really strategic decision that the campaign would need to make. Um, I think my prediction, you know, I I constantly think about political campaigning all day and all night. Right. And if I were involved in the 2020 campaign, um, I would definitely be telling my the candidate like I do. So I do political campaigns. So Mm -hmm. if I were, um, you know, involved, the candidate, I would love to see them build the connections right now with libertarians that are leaders in um, the United States. John Mackey, CEO of Whole Foods, is a libertarian. Wouldn't he make an incredible incredible person to be in charge of a department? Yeah. Yeah. The the CEO of Overstock is wandering around in the gi right now. (laughs) 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 These would be people that I think the American public would trust. and, And changing... Changing America, making it more free, isn't isn't that easy to explain how we could do it. But if we could put these people who Chris Roofer runs um, a tomato factory. The, and, I, a morning star. Yeah. yeah. And the way he operates his business is quite libertarian. Um, look, if you go to, to uh, Reason TV on YouTube and look up I, tomato, that's the Chris Roofer story. And they basically break down. Full disclosure, I worked for Chris. I mean, and, okay. so he's an amazing guy to work for. So wouldn't it be cool if we could have I, America? Right. So let's say the 2020 elections come around, Mike, and a John Mackey, the guy who developed Whole, Food, Whole Foods, is the candidate, but he doesn't articulate libertarianism in a very, quote-unquote, pure way, maybe the way that Ron Paul created it, but he's a guy that is inherently libertarian, comes and speaks at libertarian events, has created an amazing business that has made him a billionaire, but he doesn't articulate the philosophy in the clearest way or chooses as a strategic choice to not lead with libertarian philosophy and dogma. How would you vote or would you support that candidate or what would you think about that particular situation? Um, I mean, it's hard to say, but I, I don't know too much about him, but I, I, he seems like a libertarian. He seems like a good guy. I'd like to hear what he had to say, but I'd be willing to give him a shot. Sure. Okay. Um, any other questions? No, I appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks so much for coming on. 
Um, give him a round of applause. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, uh, so, Jess and I ordered breakfast uh, probably about 45 minutes ago. Oh, did you bring mine? Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. That's so nice of you. Um, I appreciate that. So we're going we're gonna to pause and eat breakfast, and then uh, a- after we eat here in probably the next five minutes, uh, I'm going to come back and I'm going to continue the conversation with Mark Clare of Lions of Liberty. Jess, you're free to stick around and talk, and love to engage with any of you guys if you guys want to come on and, and talk, because I'd love to talk to people who are at Porkfest. What's your motivation for coming? Why are you here? And what is Porkfest all about? So please uh, join us after the break. Oh. So, Jess Mears, I'm going to splice this so it's not so awkward. Uh, all right, Jess, thank you for coming on. I want to hear your elevator pitch. I want, to, I want to hear why people should get involved. They hear so often why they shouldn't be involved in the Libertarian Party. Tell me why my listeners should be involved in the Libertarian Party and give to it financially. Well, be the change you wish to see in the world. Do you want to see the, thir- the Libertarian Party always be a third party, or do you want to see us in the two-party system? Because if you would like to see the two-party system come tumbling down, it's going to take a lot of work, and it's going to take a lot of support. So we need all Libertarians to be supporting us. And I ask if somebody that's out there listening could just donate $25 a year to the Libertarian Party to be a member. We would greatly appreciate your membership. If you go to lp.org slash June... We'll send you a shirt when you join and donate so you can wear that and spread the libertarian brand awareness by wearing a t-shirt. Cool. And um, yeah, so we could we could just use your support financially as a member. And if you would like to take it beyond that, beyond just a membership, you can become a libertarian activist mm-hmm. and get involved either the county, the state, or the national level. And that is when you get to see the sausage be made. Okay. How do we do it? To get involved with your with your party, uh, yep. lp.org/states. You can click on your state. It'll take you to your state party's website, and you can find some of the state. They're all different, but some of the states have their counties listed and the county chair. You can email them and just say, "I'd like to come to a meeting," and they'll give you the details. Okay. Facebook is one. Um, if you search for your county libertarian party on facebook you can do that there but i'll i'll say the easiest way to get to the local level to connect with people is going to be lp.org slash states and if there's not a county affiliate you can have the opportunity of building one okay yes uh, there's no chair here well push it right behind you and sit down you're the chair that's right (laughs) right. you can be the voice of liberty in your own community all right so jess i just don't have time to do that I, but I, I'm interested in being involved, involved, but I have a very successful podcast that takes up a lot of my time. What could I do? I'm leading, can, I'm leading the witness. You can ask people to support the Libertarian Party. You can ask people to run. You can ask people to donate. I mentioned earlier it's going to take us $35,000 to get ballot access in New York. So lp.org slash ballot access is where you can go donate to our ballot access fund. And um, yeah, so give the gift of liberty to the LP. All right. So at the end of every show, I always give people the uh, the chance to say whatever they wanted to say, but they didn't get a chance to. the The floor is yours, Jess Mears. Anything that you missed that you want to say? No. All right. I think I'm good. All right. Okay, Jess Mears. Uh, how can people follow you online? Um, my Twitter handle and across social media platforms is Jess for Liberty. 
just the number for okay. Liberty. D- now, as with every female that when we promote their social media, I always like to remind the creep or the creepertarians, don't be inappropriate. Unless she's into it, then. <laughs> but don't be a creep, okay? All right. <laughs> Listen, you have to give a disclaimer. Jess, you know as well as I do that you have to, that this is, boys, when you go to the convention, don't be a creep, right? All right, she's not saying anything. I'll probably have to edit this out. This is the, this is the time when I say stuff where when I end. This is why I don't do interviews. When I end the interview, the guest always goes, "Hey, could you take that out?" So, all right, thanks for joining me, Jess. Uh, Thank you, Spangle. Appreciate it so much. Thank you, me. I appreciate that. Uh, thanks to Jess Mears for coming on and uh, trying to defend the Libertarian Party. Sometimes it's not easy. Uh, I am joined by my League of Liberty co-hosts here. That's Roger. That my, that sound you uh, hear is Roger Paxton. Uh, Stripping un- naked. Undressing. Uh, so uh, just what I wanted for my first Porkfest experience, Roger Nude. Uh, Roger, how are you doing, man? Man, I am doing fantastic. This is an amazing Porkfest. Having a great time with the League of Liberty. Having lots of alcohol with most of them, <laughs> and uh, just having a great time. Uh, yeah, so let's start with the elephant in the room. Uh, the the hardcore listeners who listen to the League of Liberty have heard. Uh, no, that's not the elephant in the room. That's a, that's uh, he's a very Don't nice. Talk guy. about Roger like that. All right, uh, is my mic on? I've lost yes. a lot of weight. I'm is no longer elephant. Uh, are we going outside though? No, they got to hear the shit outside. Yeah, no, it's a it's. I, I opened the window. I wanted to. Yeah. Th- oh, you're right. I didn't turn on the, the there speakers. We yeah. There we go. There we go. Okay. Thank you. Thank wow, you, Wow, because I was like wondering, like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, it did. All right. Uh, now, Roger and I have fought several times on the uh, League of Liberty podcast, but we are bros, aren't we? We are. Absolutely. There's no question. Right. Bros before hoes. I mean, we were bros before any of these other guys came along. Exactly. So. These That's free-loading l- Liberty LARPers. Right. <laughs> Uh, Roger, so Roger and I are bros. We're having a good time reconnecting. Uh, You know, much like Galt and Creighton fighting on the podcast several years ago, you've got to have those moments where you fight and you don't get along, and then those become the stuff of legends. And that's where Roger and I are at. Uh, so uh, if you... I thought the last League of Liberty was very good. It was one of the best we've done. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Subscribe to some of us. And you guys actually heard me that time, too. Yes, we could hear Johnny. <laughs> we could actually hear Johnny. I was like in the background yelling, <laughs> Guys, wake up! I'm trying to say something. Okay. Johnny, do you have something to say? I'm like seven months, every sentence of Johnny's would start halfway through a sentence. Right. All right, hold on. Because, Roger, the only time I hear Mark is when it is going out over the PA. I don't hear Check him. Check the out. No, he's on. Uh, uh, no, but I don't, I don't hear the send. board. Check your send. What do you mean? Chris is actually going to have to edit this episode, and he's going to be pissed. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. We'll do it live. We'll so, do it live. I'm not editing my show. Uh, I'm going to just post is, it, is this? Do you have any idea why I don't hear the fourth input into the board? There's another spangle. You hear it in your output on your headset, you mean? No, I don't hear it in the actual recording. There's not a send on that. No. So to that to your monitor. What about the monitor volume? Everything is exactly like the others. One of these kids is doing his own thing. You two will pretty much have to share, I think. Really? Yeah. Okay. You're you're I hear you fine in the uh, speaker, but I don't hear you in the actual recording mix. Maybe it's just because my, my voice is so soft and soothing. <laughs> yeah, so if you want... Check, you don't hear me? No, I don't hear you at all. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to share. Goddamn Eric July doesn't read any fucking emails. 
He's here he, in July. He doesn't have to. He just sent an email. Hey, who do I check with lap. about uh, hotels and stuff? We literally sent you two emails about that. <sighs> oh, well. I'm, you're not recording, are you? No. Okay, good. I'm recording, but I won't put that in. Okay, thank you. All right, sorry. We had a little bit of a, a technical snafu with uh, Mark's uh, thingy. Uh, we all so, thought Chris was a professional. We found out that he is not. It's not my... <laughs> it's Listen, it's your tiny little small board here. It's uh, not it's me. It's not my board. It's Will Coley's small board. Oh, Let's be clear well, about Will. That. We need don't to, bring that up to Will. He'll get offended. Mike... Well, I don't want on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to offend fine shawarma, and that's what's important. I don't want to offend Will because he's going to be making me chicken later, and I'm very excited about yes, it. Yes, yes. Uh, so, Roger, tell us exactly what Pork Fest is. What is Pork Fest? Pork Fest is a celebration of my favorite white meat, pork. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, no, Pork Fest is a is the the largest U.S. based Liberty Conference in the year. It uh, is a gathering of you know. 1,000, 1,500 libertarians in the great, beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire, where we just come together and celebrate life and liberty. Yeah. And, um, and we live anarchy and liberty for a week. This is the 15th anniversary? 15th. Uh, it's the 15th annual Pork Fest. So it was a year zero mm-hmm. um, before New Hampshire was chosen as the state for the Free State Project. So there's technically been 16, but this is year 15 of Pork Fest. Has it always been at this campground? No. So it started at this campground, then moved to another one, and then has come back in the last several years. Okay. Uh, we, we are starting to get a crowd. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast. Yeah. My name is Chris Spangle. This is Roger Paxton. That's Mark Clare from Lions of Liberty. And that is Johnny Adams from the Black. Me and Johnny are sharing a mic. Right. I'm basically talking into my life. I'm basically talking into his crotch. <laughs> <laughs> For those in the live audience, they can confirm. Here we go. Bla- is it Blast Off? Yes. All right. Blast, blast Off. Blast Off with Johnny Rocket. Uh, now, this is uh, everything... Everything that I thought it would be, Roger, uh, everything that you said on the League of Liberty podcast that we do for our Patreon subscribers. So if you, you're part of our subscription services, uh, the premium I got two stuff. right here Hi. <laughs> that support my show. Then at least one. Then you get to hear it live. Uh, two. But oh, yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is a ton of people enjoying each other's company, uh, community. You know, Mark last night left uh, several thousand dollars worth of equipment. Laying uh, around. Just laying around, not even worrying about it. The kids are running around having a great time. The scenery is absolutely pic- picturesque. It's an amazing... Uh, drive up. Uh, I mean, Concord was like Pleasantville and beautiful, uh, and and everybody has just been super nice and super friendly and exactly well, I mean, what you thought. We live in a postcard basically here. I right. mean, everywhere you look, there's a picture that you could take that could be on a postcard. It's it's a gorgeous state, and being up here in these mountains is you know every year I, ha- I just have to take it in, and it right. never gets old. Yeah. Uh, now you do the Lava Flow podcast. Please give yourself a plug. Lavaflow.com. Um, if you're into, you know, Liberty Podcasts, that's the main one you should be listening to. I mean, let's be honest, guys. <laughs> I'm turning off your mic. Okay. <laughs> now, Johnny, Johnny Adams, you did uh, the ro- the uh, Johnny Rocket Launchpad, and you are changing the name. You're changing formats. What are you doing differently now? Uh, well, it's nothing much. I just changed the name. It's okay. the same damn right. show. What, but, is, what is I mean, your show? It's called Blast Off with Johnny Rocket. The reason I changed it is... Um, Actually, I'm starting a media company called Launchpad Media. Okay. So I figured it would be kind of stupid to have the show called Johnny Rocket Launchpad and then have Launchpad Media. But right now, I'm really excited. It's a new project. We just started last week. Um, we have great talent that are that is on the actual media company. Uh, we have Sherry Voluntary, Alan Mosley, uh, Stephen Clyde, uh, myself, and uh, some really great awesome libertarians and i'm excited to do this and i actually asked roger i'm like hey man if i need help he's like i got you bro 
Any questions you got? So anything for Johnny Ryan? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I really appreciate it. And like, it's going to be cool because I think our main focus is to change culture. And we instead of thinking about politics and thinking about libertarianism as politics, I think we should be talking to people of how can we sell this shit to the average you know soccer mom down the road. And make her want to become a libertarian and come to Pork Fest next year, right? Especially if she's a MILF. And if she's hot. <laughs> That's right. That will right. work out really good. Any MILFs in the crowd. Right. Any all MILFs. Right. All right. This Chris guy. is available. This, yes. <laughs> He's available. He'll be here all week. And so is Mark. He's been reminding me for two days. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. If you guys will, in, uh, how do people find you, Johnny? Uh, you can find it at thelaunchpadmedia.com. And uh, it's a new project. And or giving out high fives to everyone at Porkfest. Yeah. That's or what kisses I did or hugs or whatever. Now, I, I, I gave everyone in the park a high five, and they know me now. No, so that is cool. And just to be clear, Johnny Rocket did grab my ass last night. A Johnny, full on ass grab. Did I really? Johnny, uh, so, so I. That's I'm, fucking cool. I'm from. I, 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 dude, I, if I did that, I deserve a high five. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. Uh, I'm from Indianapolis. Uh, I'm a Midwestern uh, Protestant, and so I'm very. Um, I, I, I'm I'm a softy, but I'm very uncomfortable with uh, intimacy and affection, especially between two men. I have never been more uncomfortable in my entire life than Johnny when I brought him cigarettes last night and gave me several full-on mouth kisses. Uh, he, he was very excited about it. Hey, it's uh, called PR. <laughs> right. As long as you're on top, you're not. It's called prison rules. As long as you're on top, you're not gay. I thought it was publicity. Okay. Right. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so we're, we're having a great time up here in Porkfest. I know we're supposed to start the League of Liberty, but if you guys would indulge me in maybe another five, ten minutes, I want to talk to anybody in the crowd who's been to multiple Porkfests. I, I want to have my audience, which I wouldn't say is, uh, we definitely have anarcho-capitalists, for instance, but I don't think many in my audience would think to come to Porkfest, so I want to hear it from people who actually have attended, why you attend, what you get out of it. So if there are any brave souls in the crowd that would like to come up and uh, talk to the We Are Libertarians audience, I'd love to have you. While we're uh, waiting for that, I would like to clarify that Porkfest is not for anarchists, just sure. for anarchists. It's for all libertarians. Yeah, so we, we put content on from anarchists uh, to anarchy and, and everything in between. So, you know, there's, there's going to be speakers up here that I disagree with, and right. I put them on the schedule yeah. because that's what this is about. It's not about me. It's not about my Wait, pork I thought fest. you bring the whore to church, but you don't let her speak. That's exactly right. But you, <laughs> but you still gave me an hour. Uh, so, Chip, come on up. Let's have another Spangler. Let's have a round of applause for a man where we share a common heritage. His name is Chip Spangler. Uh, so I, so yeah, come on over around here. Chip, uh, are you from the Midwest? Just uh, no. okay. Yeah. No, he's from Maryland. Uh, so you don't, yeah. don't want to share Pull Johnny's lap mic? Yeah. So uh, he may like the team. I don't know. I'm gonna steal <laughs> your mic, Roger, and just kind of move this one down over. Uh, so thank you. Uh, now, how many pork fests have you attended? Uh, if I remember correctly, this is my sixth pork fest. Okay. So, so. why do you why do you come up here? Well, for one thing, the community. I mean, the community is absolutely spectacular. And as Roger mentioned before, I mean, the scenery, it sort of recharges me. Yeah. You know, I live in Manchester, New Hampshire now. I mean, I used to live in Maryland for a long time, bounced around a bit. And I absolutely love this state. It's wonderful. About five years ago, I was at the – five, six six years ago, I was at the headquarters of the Libertarian Party of Indiana where I was the executive director. And then this dude just showed up with my last name. And I thought somebody was yes. punking me there for a minute, but uh, he's like, "Yeah, I'm just moving from Alaska to New Hampshire, so I wanted yeah. to stop by and say hi." Yep. Yeah. yeah, I was actually on my way back from Alaska back to the East Coast. <laughs> right. I said I grew up in Maryland for a while, but um, but no, I 
Alaska Alaska is a great state. It would have been a really bad choice for the Free State Project, but it is a wonderful state. And just to be clear, Chip is also our newly elected LPNH chair. Yes. You poor soul. Yeah, that's me. You got it. <laughs> I feel sorry for you. Uh, there will be counseling out back before I leave. I appreciate that. Yeah. So why New Hampshire? Why'd you move here? Well, the community of liberty is absolutely wonderful. I mean, the Free State Project chose it for a good reason. I mean, it is already a pro-liberty state, and basically all the FSP folks who've moved up here are essentially reinforcements for the liberty community that already exists. And so we're doing what we can to uh, strengthen that and, you know, make it the freest state we can. What is your favorite thing about New Hampshire? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, is it the women? <laughs> uh, dude, Concord? <laughs> So I almost got on Bumble again. I was oh jeez. <laughs> I don't know. I I think I would just have to say the variety of everything that you can find here. I mean, you've got the seacoast. You've got. I mean, Manchester's not a huge city, but it's big enough. It's got some of those city things, and you've got this gorgeous, wonderful North Country up here. It's all stunning and spectacular. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. So, so what what is your favorite thing about Porkfest? Everything about Porkfest, oh, geez, just reconnecting with people that, you know, I may not have seen in a while. Sometimes I only see them, you know, once a year at Porkfest. And so it's a wonderful, wonderful community. I mean, the it's both in New Hampshire and the folks who come from out of state. I know that some people come to Porkfest essentially as a vacation from wherever it is they're currently living. So they, they want to escape the, the nonsense that's going on in their state. And you have this free and wonderful community where people interact, where you can spend any of about a dozen different types of currencies if you want, and there's just so much available here. It's a wonderful place to be. You sound like Roger Paxton. <laughs> yeah. Very much so. So mm-hmm. any of you, feel free to ask Chip uh, a question. Um, so you keep coming back to Porkfest, and, mm-hmm. and it's the community. It's uh, In my description, did I miss anything about Porkfest that, that people ought to be aware of? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's... It's a lot of different things. I mean, it's part campground. It's part conference. It's, you know, I, I know a lot of people make lifelong friendships just around the campfires every night that, you know, they're hanging out at their tents and that type of stuff. You know, we have, you know, musical stuff going on. We have, you know, people who who want to do everything. We have we have a lot of instructions this year. We, we tried to get a CPR certification course. Uh, that didn't quite work out, but we'll probably do that again next year. I taught a one-hour crash course in CPR, which I've done for the past couple of years, and can you there, show on Johnny a, right now, please? <laughs> I would say Chris would jump all over that if it was a chick. Yeah. She needs some help. No, You'd be jumping all over that shit. I'm lonely. Yeah. I'm not picky right now. Go ahead. No. That's probably not advisable to do it on a person who's actually conscious. I don't think they like it too much. <laughs> My God, you're no fun. Yeah, uh, sorry. This is, coming from the, this is coming from the square of the bunch. <laughs> I'm very fun. I don't need alcohol to be fun. No. I'm delightful, Roger. I have no comment. No. Uh, now, what are what are some of the? Now, I know there's. Uh, let's talk about some of the actual programming up here. What what actually goes on? I know that that Mark and Johnny yesterday went to a debate between Dashcoin and Bitcoin, and Johnny just couldn't. No, it was Bitcoin versus Bitcoin Cash. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, we've got we have two hundred. And... Hold on. Johnny actually was so blown away by it, he he passed out from excitement being in the middle. If, if of you if you support Lions of Liberty on Patreon, you might have seen a photo of Johnny passed out at the Bitcoin versus Bitcoin Cash. Debate. You were overcome. That's one reason. You were overcome, weren't you, Johnny? 
Well, so it was, it was mentally exhausting. That's why I had to take a nap. Look, I'm surprised that he make it was to the introductions. I'm surprised he was still up when I went to bed last night because he started drinking at something like nine o'clock yesterday morning, no, and I never seven. and I ne- <laughs> and I never saw the man without a drink in his hand the entire day and night. I've never seen him without a drink in his hand since we met. Yes, yes, and uh, I was like, I'm like guy from the Trailer Park Boys with the drink in his hand, <laughs> constantly. That's fucking me, Johnny so, Rocket. So next Is this time, water, Johnny? No, it's booze. Uh, <laughs> next time, I'm gonna get Johnny on the main stage and just give him a, a cigarette and, and a shot of something and just let him go. Let's hope he makes it to next year. Oh. We got to get through today, Roger. <laughs> no, I might die next in the next month or two. Right. But uh, going back to the events, we've got 250 events over five days at this event. And there's tracks from everything from, you know, we have the Porcupines, which is an entire track for kids. We've got Teen Central. We've got, um, oh, my God, we've got tracks on just about everything, crypto and tech. I mean, you name it, we've got tracks. And there's generally four or five things going on all over the campground for people to attend every single hour of the day. So um, that's the thing I'm talking about with content is there's something for everybody. That's awesome. What, What did he miss out of that, Chip? Oh, we've got a um, medical staff. I'll just mention that because that's been my thing for the past two years. I was the uh, we have a group called Free Aid, which provides uh, volunteer medical services, and we've been doing that since 2011. And I've been uh, part of that as a former paramedic, and there are a lot of good stuff. And so I'll plug them because you know they rely on donations to bring all the supplies and everything else that they have. And so, and that's one of the thing you know. about uh, working Pork Fest. Without the volunteers and without the people like Chip and the other hundred people, if you see somebody with a radio or wearing a Yellow Ranger shirt or picking up trash or whatever the case may be, that's what makes Porkfest happen. And I've got the best team that I have ever worked with in my life this year. Um, they have really picked up so many balls that have been dropped and fixed. I mean, we've had some, you know, there's been some incidents this year, as there always is when you get 1,000, 1,200, 1,500 people right. together. And our team has handled them all perfectly, professionally, and I have nothing but respect for them. So definitely make sure to thank a volunteer today. Uh, There's something about Roger talking in that pink microphone that just cracks me up. Uh, the, the I just fu- point that out right now. The funny thing <laughs> is Jess Mears, who you heard earlier, she's wearing the exact same shade of lipstick as this, as this uh, foam. It's, so it was funny. Like, I think Roger should put the same lipstick on. Honestly. Uh, someone get a hold of Too early of- for that? Paging Jess Mears. Yeah, we agree. everybody. Uh, all right. Thanks for joining us, Chip. I appreciate right. it. Thank you. Is there anybody else who'd like to come up and share like a, a, a moment in Porkfest uh, personal history that really is why you are dedicated to Porkfest and why you would uh, encourage anybody to come and uh, join us? Or we could just move on to the real show of the hour. Again. Right. Get, get done with We Are Libertarians. Yeah, I mean, let's stop promoting Porkfest to thousands of people. That's, <laughs> that seems like a good idea, Roger. My God. <laughs> I'm kidding with you, Chris. I know. All right, well, that's enough of this. Uh, thanks for uh, joining us on this episode of We Are Libertarians. As always, you can find us at wearelibertarians.com uh, twice a week. Uh, for those of you in the crowd, I'm literally talking to the the, the couple dozen people here. Uh, WeAreLibertarians.com, twice a week where we take current events and apply libertarian p- principles. So please join us. And Roger, thanks for inviting all of us up here. It, it's great to meet these two. It's great to see you again. Uh, and this is really what Porkfest is about. It's it's being part of a community and getting to uh, reconnect in a in a personal way outside of uh, you know being online, which can sometimes fray. I think personal relationships. So getting <laughs> to come and to learn more, subscribe to one of our shows. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Lines of Liberty episode four. Uh, but here are some contentious moments. League of Liberty. League of Liberty. Yeah. But Fine young gentlemen. You know, it's great to get to to see people face to face, especially people that uh, you you agree with. For the most part, I think a lot of us feel isolated in our daily lives because this thing is very important in our life, and there aren't a lot of people all around us who get it. 
Uh, so thanks for putting this on, and thanks for inviting us, and it's uh, been a great experience, and I appreciate it. Well, and thanks for coming, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping we can make this a yearly tradition, so yeah. let's, let's talk about that. All right. Uh, thanks for joining us on this episode of We Are Libertarians, and we will see you in just a few days. Thank you for listening to this episode of We Are Libertarians. I'm amazed you made it to the very end, and I appreciate that. And that means that you were a true fan of We Are Libertarians, and any true fan of We Are Libertarians should listen to our other podcasts. We have a whole network of shows. We have The Chris Spangle Show, where I talk about many of my varied interests that aren't political, a lot of podcasting talk. If you're interested in getting involved in podcasting, The Brian Nichols Show. Brian talks to a lot of different folks from the left, the right, the center, libertarian movement. If you love We Are Libertarians, you will love The Brian Nichols Show, The Boss Hog of Liberty. The Boss Hog has basically created a media empire in his small town and has taken over along with his co-host Dakota Davis. I think it's really interesting to see how they've built a media network, and I encourage you to do the same. Upward Political Training, it's a podcast where I've put a lot of training for libertarians on how to spread the message. The Cost, this is a podcast where we break down the human costs of government policy, so be sure to check that out. Raw Audio Politics, where basically I take unedited speeches and interviews and stuff that I want to listen to, and I put it in a podcast feed for you. Miranda's World, Miranda is one of the craziest human beings in a good way that I've ever met. She's so entertaining and so much fun, and I think you will love that. And who could not listen to Tad Talk? Tad Western brings you the rootness tootness good time this side of the Mississippi. So be sure to check that out. He's one of the funniest human beings that I know. And if you are chubby and you need to get in shape, then you can't outrun the fork with Brett Bittner, where he talks about keto. Yes, I gave Brett Bittner a show. And you can check out a bunch of other podcasts at libertarianpodcasts.com. I have put together all of my favorite libertarian podcasts up there at libertarianpodcast.com, including our friends Lions of Liberty, The Lava Flow, The Johnny Rocket Launchpad, uh, The Scott Horton Show is one that I definitely think you should be listening to. So go check that out. Lots of great libertarian podcasts out there. You may not know where to start. Start there. And we've also got a comprehensive list of all the libertarian podcasts I can find. Thank you for listening. And if you love We Are Libertarians, please check out all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Thank you for listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Get our other shows at wearelibertarians.com.